God calls us into a future that we cannot see. Without wondering where God is calling us now. God calls us to love and serve in that order. God calls us to commit our lives to love and service. Let us pray. Let us pray. Merciful and mighty God, even in the desert, a place of harsh contrast, you create humanity to be in relationship with one another. You bind us to one another such that without each other, we will wither and die. Bind us to you, to each other, to the whole of humanity. Amen. May the peace of God be with you. A reading from Luke 10. Just when the lawyer stood up to test, just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you've given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. Wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. When he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these do you think was a neighbor? Which was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? said, the one who showed him mercy, Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The text and context of the story is all too familiar. We know it well. 
A noteworthy theologian has said of this particular story, it is dangerously familiar. Dangerously familiar because we can reduce it to a very simple phrase. Love your enemies. A quick review of what happens in the story. A man is traveling a 15-mile desert and deserted road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He's attacked, he's robbed, and he's left half dead. Two initial travelers pass by. Travelers, we assume, should help, but they don't. Then another traveler passes by, stops, and provides substantial assistance. A traveler that, for all of the right reasons, should not, would not, ought not provide any assistance at all, but provides care anyway. End of story. Right? Not so fast. There is more here than a quick read. For whatever reason, two pass by. One did not. Apparently, the Samaritan, however, wherever he may be going, or whatever time pressures he may feel, sees this man as a person. As worthy of his time as someone who inherently deserves his attention. For a moment, let's ponder. Who do we see as neighbor? And whom do we overlook? I've got my list. You've got yours. Just like Jesus' day, we are class or tribe oriented. When it comes to helping, we're almost always drawn first to immediate and then extended family to help, and then close friends, and then we help those who are most like us or share our values or associations. Like the priest and the Levite, we tend to overlook those who are different from us. But God calls us to more. Since God created all people in the image of God, then all people have inherent worth and dignity, are worthy of our time, attention, care, and concern, period. This understanding has profound effect on us as we become increasingly diverse, doing more business with those who are very different than us, sharing the same restaurant with people who look and even speak different than us, share the laundromat with those who believe differently than us, or live next door to those who share different cultural customs. The question that the lawyer asks is a critical one for us. Who is my neighbor? 
Who counts? Who am I responsible for? Who falls under the perfume of God's command to care for? Jesus answers the question with a story and, and concludes with an easy but complex answer. Jesus' answer is divorced from race, class, hierarchy, position, gender, proximity, proclivity, or addiction. Jesus asks us to look outward rather than inward and says, whoever is in need, well then, that's your neighbor. But at the end of the story that Shannon read, Jesus does something different. Right at the end, he says, who acted like a neighbor? Not who is your neighbor, but who acted like a neighbor? Well, the answer, of course, is obvious to the lawyer and to us. It's the Samaritan, the one who went out of his way to help the other. Notice, suddenly the neighbor isn't simply the one in need, but rather the one who provides for our need, the one who takes care of who we are called to be, servants of one another. Left turn. I like doing things on my own. I liken myself to being the self-sufficient guy. But recently I've learned some very hard lessons. I'm not as self-sufficient as I'd like to think. I'll tinker with something for hours before I call the repair person in. Not being as self-sufficient as I'd like to be, I really need help. Lots of it. And it's hard to ask for help. Needing help exposes my vulnerability. So if I'm reading this story correctly, it seems that according to Jesus, being a neighbor involves not only giving help, but also being willing to receive it even and especially to and from those we don't normally see as like us. Perhaps another layer of the story involves providing help to those we can help, being open to receive help from those willing to help us, if we give them the chance. Might it be that we are one in the same, the Samaritan who helps and the traveler left half dead. We are called to be helpers, servants to all in need of help and simultaneously we are desperately in need of all the help we can get. We are both and Holy and gracious God, provide you the capacity to help 
and to open yourself to the help that others will provide. Let us pray. God of abundance and mercy, we give joyful thanks for your eternal love and desire to connect us one to another and invite us to serve, not counting the cost. Send us with renewed clarity and courage to give our hearts to God's call, to commit our lives to love and service, to walk boldly into a future we do not know. In the name of God who loves us, believes in us, and fills our lives with profound grace. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.